Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello, and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said called If You Ain't Got Haters. And the second part of that sentence is magnificent, but it is a story, which is why it's being told here. So let's talk about the framework for the story that I'm going to tell. It is, uh, this is told by Katie. Katie is one of my KK on Tap clients. Can you have her last name? No, Um, but she's rad. And we're in the speakeasy, which is uh, in KK on Tap. We meet every two weeks in the speakeasy. It's live. It's not recorded. So whomever shows up um, of of my clients hangs out with me, and uh, we talk about all sorts of things. And I say things that are not being recorded, and they're not that are not on the record, and they're not online. Um, and that opens a space for other people to talk about their problems, issues, things they're working on that are not on the record, that are not public, that are not online. Uh, It makes a good space for everyone. Uh, I used to record those and then I was like, no, it's going to be a speakeasy and that's going to be how it is. So there's no fear of retribution. There's no fear of someone seeing the record. And we're not even saying anything bad. We're just speaking as we actually are and not as all of the layers that have to be put on top of how we actually are in order to navigate the world, right? So I don't remember what the context is, but um, Katie wants to tell a story and we all listen and here it is. So there's a guy, he's named Evan. I don't know anything further about Evan. I don't know Evan's last name. I don't know his race, creed, ethnicity, sexual preference, history, um, social status, demographics. I know nothing. I know the name Evan, right? So just picture a person who identifies as male. Okay, picture that person in your head. (laughs) It's really vague. It's a male. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Evan works as an RA at his university. And an RA, if you're not familiar, uh, uh, it might be called something different in other countries, is a resident assistant. So this is a person who is staying, let's say that you're a college freshman. This is a person who is older by two, three, four, five years, depending on what they're working on, uh, bachelor's or master's degrees. And they live on the floor. Their job is to help you feel comfortable, safe, like there's someone you can talk to, to help you navigate the transition to college life, to enforce rules, to make sure that you're not like smoking crack in your dorm room, you know, those sorts of things. Um, That's what RAs do. So part like emotional support slash friendly face, part 
um, the face that you most want to avoid if you are trying to like quietly drink on the down low in your dorm room, right? So like you love and hate them. Uh, Evan is an RA and he is coming up for review. So Katie is his boss at the time. Um, she's like the resident advisor, coordinator, supervisor, you know, the hierarchy. So she's his boss. And she says, you have this string of like one star reviews and negative reviews. No one is giving you positive feedback here. They, um, they don't think that you know their name. They don't think that you take good care of them. Um, and that's, what do you have to say for yourself? And Evan mystery of a man that he is (laughs) says well if you ain't got haters you ain't popping if you ain't got haters you ain't popping which might be the most magnificent view of taking feedback and making it not matter at all that I've ever heard um like we are not taught this okay so I have always had a vagina I grew up with a vagina I identify as female I've always identified as female and that means that comes with a certain set of cultural bullshit right um this is not taught to women um this is not something that we have access to without some sort of definitive conscious effort because we are taught that if you got haters you got a serious problem or if you got haters (laughs) you better watch yourself and shut the fuck up Or if you got haters, you better change everything that you're doing to accommodate those people who are giving you one-star reviews. And the truth is that if we can just embrace this a bit, and I'm not talking about getting a string of one-star reviews and treating people like shit and not learning their names, but that attitude is so vital. It has so much to teach us. If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. What does that mean? That means that you move through the world with less fear of having a voice, that you say something, you do something, you have a voice, you express yourself. It doesn't go as well as you had planned. Someone has some sort of feedback about it that is not a thousand percent positive and gold stars and bells and whistles and celebrating your every moment of being. And we take that as a reason to shut down, to go quiet, to go still, to stop communicating, to stop advocating for ourselves, to stop asking for help, to stop asking for what we need, to stop marketing our business, to stop marketing our, um, and to stop just generally doing our truest work. Like, uh, some critique is so powerful and comes at us in such a way that we just didn't expect that, um, Most of us understand that, like, if you got haters, you should just shut the fuck up. That's the general idea that we're given. And the goal for women growing up, um, Bear said, I'm going to, I'm going to ramble for a bit because I know you like it when I ramble because I'm going to come right back around. Um, Bear said that the way that masculinity is in America is that you get to choose. Are you on team Bible, team gun, or both? But you have to be on team... Uh, I just got to enforce shit, man, right? Team gun or team Bible, which is in the United States, a variation in many cases on team gun, which is all about consolidating power, but saying Jesus more. And if you reject that, um, the evangelical Christian vision of white supremacy, which is often very like fucked up and tied to guns and tied to, tied to, um, accruing and keeping power by any means necessary in the name of Jesus, See, that's the trick that America does that other nations don't do. It's bizarre. Um, And should you reject 
both guns and the Bible, then you are an outsider who has no part um, in uh, in American culture, in American mainstream culture, um, as white supremacists would have you take part in it. Whether or not that's like that resonates for you or not, um, that's his experience. But I was like, well, what are the female implications of being an American? And I think it comes down to, um, are you on team sit down? Are you on team shut up? <laughs> now, you can be on both teams sit down and shut up. That's the ideal for women in America. Um, now, if you're going to if you're going to be on team sit down, you may speak, but you're speaking at a dinner table or something like you may speak, but you have to be sitting down when you speak. So we know that the person who stands up or the person who sits at the end of the table or head of the table is important and they are superior to you in the hierarchy. And then if you're on team shut up, you may stand up, but you stand up the way that Melania Trump stands up, which is you are decorative, you are in the background, you are holding hands with power, you are witnessing power, you are mostly silent, but you may stand up. Your silence purchases you the right to stand up. So you can get to sit down, or you can shut up, or you can do both. <laughs> These are your choices. And if you neither sit down nor shut up, then again, American mainstream, mainstream culture has very little use for you because American, whites, um, American mainstream culture is in many cases American white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic culture. And they do not wish to hear from those women who are neither sitting down nor shutting up. That is, that is not okay. So part of what keeps that in play is that if you get haters that see, you should sit down and shut up. Anything bad happens, mm, you should sit down and shut up. Anything difficult happens, you should, you know, I mean, we told you to sit down and shut up. We would keep you safe from this. That's the lie uh, at the deepest core of the way that women are socialized in America. It's sit down, shut up, or both. If you choose to do neither, you will live an outsider's life. And that's fine with me. I fucking love living an outsider's life because I'm neither sitting down nor shutting up. Um, so this simple phrase and this attitude that clearly did not come down in the female world. This is a completely new concept to me. It had never occurred to me that having haters could be a good thing or a wise thing or a thing that you can laugh about. Um, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Like, if you ain't got haters, um, you ain't popping. I could I can't say it any better where popping is like you're you're at the, you're at your limit you're at um you're at the very limits of your talent you're doing things you're making waves you're using your voice you're standing up you're not shutting up if you ain't got haters you ain't popping so this also helps you to um receive feedback without it automatically meaning that you're a bad person uh, this lets you receive feedback without going into the self-flagellation of like, oh, how could I have done that? I missed that one email that I forgot to send. I'm like, oh, my life is over. I'm a bad person. I, you can make it mean less about you. You can take changes that make sure that you're taking care of the people you said you would take care of and the obligations you said you would take care of. But it doesn't have to mean that you should sit down and shut up because those are not the primary tenets from which we work here in that's what she said land the final thing that you can do and this is the most difficult and i could never have dreamed that this would happen but it's fucking awesome so i'm going to tell you 
um, is that one of my clients in the speakeasy, so this is KK on tap, these are my coaching clients, this is a client I've been working with for a few years now, um, she got her first hate mail. And she brought it to the speakeasy with the energy of, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. She's like, I am popping. <laughs> I am speaking. I am using my voice. I, you know, I, I was like, okay, so was it? And then we check in with like, was the hate mail valid or was it? And she was like, it was total projection. It was something that she made up and misconstrued. I was not quoted at all. She was just going off about some like tangential not really related to what I was talking about thing. Um, and so we, we had this like lovely experience in the speakeasy of celebrating hate mail because you got haters, you're popping. Doesn't mean you have to get haters. They're not necessary to be popping. But also, <laughs> when they do come around, it's helpful to have this in your brain. This can help you with asshole brain. This can help you navigate uh, other people's opinions of you and critiques of you. You don't make it a bad thing. You don't make yourself a bad person um, or self-flagellating for what's happening. You move through the world with less fear of having a voice. You can celebrate when it's some shit that's like, this is unrelated or this is invalid or um, this is just what is even happening right now. Um, some of the mails that I've got, like, I don't need to go into that. But sometimes you're like, this makes no sense and has absolutely nothing to do with me. You just needed to hit reply and yell at someone or be upset about something. Or um, That happens less now as I've gotten much more, like, much less into growing my list and much more cultivating relationship with my list and the people there. But it still happens. Um, so eventually, possibly, maybe, with some support, you might come to the place where receiving feedback that is not 100% positive is okay, is doable. And the other illusion here that I want to address with teams sit down and shut up, uh, being socialized as female, is that you think somehow that if you are good enough, and I'm using the, the word good specifically, um, that if you can just defend your good personness enough, no one will criticize you, no one will critique you, no one will have anything bad to say about you ever because you are above reproach. That's the lie. If you sit down and shut up, you will be above reproach. Or you don't sit down and you don't shut up. But you just, there has to be a way for you to be above reproach, right? Like that's the goal. And there were protesters at Mr. Rogers' funeral. Now, Fred Rogers is one of the fucking beacons of our time. If you're outside the U.S. or you're not familiar, you're under the age of 30, maybe. Um, Fred Rogers uh, had Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which he hosted on public television to educate children um, from the 1960s through the 2000s. So for more than 40 years, he was on TV Monday through Friday and he, would, he was like a surrogate parent to literally millions of people. And he was a lifelong student of education and of children's development. He argued for the, the social, moral, and emotional implications of everything that he did, not just the, like, learn your ABCs, okay? Like, what is the environment in which ABCs can be learned best? How can parents support their children in their attempts to learn, to thrive, and even to fail? Like, oh, you messed that up. It's okay. Here's how we'll do it better next time. He, a reporter, literally went to write a hit piece on him, and they became lifelong friends, and there's a movie about it now. <laughs> 
There was no hip piecing to do. He was impeccable. So how does he get protesters at his funeral? He was too kind. Um, some members of a, um, of a church protested because he refused to condemn, um, to, to condemn gay people to hell. He refused to condemn, he refused to uh, stir up race relations and make people hate other people because of race. Um, he was just a staunch advocate of not being a douchebag to other people. And that was really upsetting to some people. So he had protesters at his funeral. There is, uh, let me just say, Fred Rogers is like 20,000 times more awesome than I am. And if he got protesters at his funeral, then haters are going to happen for any reason to anyone at any time. And we cannot live in constant fear of them. Otherwise, we take the sit down and shut up model. And that is exactly what society wants right now. If you feel like I just need to sit down and shut up, that is exactly the goal of what the world is trying to get you to do right now. And I would say that if you can have just a little bit of this energy within you, that if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping, it's going to serve you really well. It's going to cultivate your resiliency. So those who disagree with you, those who have critiques of you, or those who attack you in any way, are here to teach you something about resiliency. They are here to teach you about not shutting up in the face of bullying or passive aggressive comments or character attacks or whatever it is that they're complaining about, just like Evan didn't shut down in the face of his shitty RA reviews. These things happen and they are mostly unavoidable. We can be careful, we can do our work, we can keep doing our work. We can, in Maya Angelou's words, when you know better, you do better, right? We can know better, we can do better, and we're gonna mess up. And there are people that will allow us to mess up, and there are people that will rip us to shreds for messing up. And that's where this phrase comes in. If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. I encourage you to like write it on a post-it note and put it somewhere. Put it in a journal, put it in a book, put it on your, uh, on your nightstand, put it on a mirror. But it, it will help you be less afraid of the imagined people who are going to attack you that live in your head. But that also live in the real world. And they generally have names. Um, this helps you be less afraid that that might happen. People might be upset. People might say that I'm saying the wrong thing. I'm omitting things. I'm, I'm not curating this thing that I made correctly. And some of that might be valid. And some of it might be total bullshit that is absolutely made up. But either way, you don't let it make you sit down and shut up. That's the goal. You don't sit down. You don't shut up. You do your work. And sitting down here is a metaphor. It's not an actual sitting down. It's a, it's a metaphor for just refusing to keep going, refusing to keep doing your work, feeling completely silenced, shut down. And I'll just, I'll just sit here and hope that nothing bad happens to me. It's a very passive way of being. So if you need to sit down like in the physical world with your butt on a seat, not a problem, not what I'm talking about. But that sort of emotional, mental, spiritual sitting down is just... Um, it's going to be pushed on you again and again and again. Just give up. Just stop. Just give up. Just stop. And if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. 
So a reframe, a tweak, a very helpful story, a way of getting through and uh, navigating asshole brain for you. Um, And then I want to talk really briefly as we talk about resiliency um, and cultivating resiliency, that that is absolutely necessary for defeating asshole brain. And it's also something that we cultivate through our work together in coaching, which is business coaching, which lasts for a year. Um, And why does it last for a year? Because I've had this question asked, like, that's too much time. That's too much commitment. That's too. And it's because there are seasons that happen during the course of a year. We are not going for maximum blast of productivity within the next 32 days. We are going for what is sustainable, what needs to be rooted out, what needs to be changed, what needs to be corrected, what needs attention, what can be left by the wayside, what wishes to grow right now in the soil of 2020. Not what was in 2019 because we don't live in that world anymore. We're in 2020 now. And those rhythms are that at three months, you're getting started, you're making tweaks, it's a glorious time to be alive, you have this momentum, you're talking to me, um, you're coming to the speakeasies, it's fantastic, you're reading through the archives, it's great. And then somewhere between six and nine months, there is often some sort of issue or life event that causes you to lose momentum and question much of what you know about yourself, your life and or your work. And that sounds really scary, but it's not something that you have control over. It's not something that I have control over. It might be, um, in some cases, it has been like quitting your corporate job in order to start working um, full-time as a business owner. It might be that someone that you love dies. Um, That has been the case in some cases. Um, It might be that you get pregnant. That has been the case in some cases. Um, there's some sort of shift that's like, oh, this changes everything. And if you're scared of that, like we can just take 2020 as an issue that has changed everything. But there's like deep work to be done right at the six to nine month point. And then somehow mysteriously, it really is almost miraculous. By about that one year mark, you rally. Like we rally, like you find your groove again. You are far less paralyzed by perfectionism. Most of my clients are paralyzed by perfectionism. Um, you are far less likely to hide And you are far less likely to go into those patterns of hiding that you've developed over the years. In other words, you stop sitting down and you stop shutting up. Um, You are also learning with me together over the course of the year to ask for help and to be supported. So typically your life will open up in ways that are both everyday and utterly profound over the course of our time together. And... What I mean by that is that if we can work on these are your specific asshole brain thoughts or this is where you always get tripped up, this is what keeps you from putting work into the world or this is what keeps you from marketing your work in the world or this is what keeps you from making bank even though all the pieces are in the correct places, like what is going on there? Um, We go deep into all of those things and we have a whole year to do it because deep work is not fast work and I do deep work. And I help you do deep work because deep work leads to lasting change, right? Um, And that's the goal is lasting change so that when our time together ends, you are better able, able to navigate your life, your business, your circumstances, your career, your work, and your own interiors. So... 
that's the big, that's the pitch-ish. It's not really a pitch so much as a, like, why would I want to work together for a year? 2020 is so hard anyway. And the truth is, like, I'm going to be here doing what I do, and you're going to be there doing what you do, assuming that we survive 2020. So we might as well do it together, and you might as well let me support you. Because you're going to grow better with a coach or a support person, just like I am growing better with a coach or a support person. That's how it works. We all need support, and I can support you at this time. So two fancy things. One, if you are in the U.S., you can text the word TAP, T-A-P, to 33777. Right? Fucking fancy. Uh, if you're not in the U.S., you can just shoot me an email and ask for a brochure. That's at k at kristenkelp.com or kristenkelp.com slash contact. I will hook you up and we can talk and figure out, like, is this coaching thing right at this moment or not? Let's decide. You can also text the word breathe. And that's not breath, it's breathe, so there's an E at the end, B-R-E-A-T-H-E, to 55444, and I will hook you up with a free breathwork class. So if you are currently breathing, which I assume you are, and you have a place to lie down uninterrupted, you are ready to give breathwork a try. So will I stop harassing you about breathwork? I will not. So just deal with it and take the freebie, okay? So if you have a business, you would like to start a business, you are transitioning, you are doing some work around getting paid in a, in a way that's new to you or in a way that you've been doing for a while, but it feels stale, it doesn't feel right, you don't know how to deal with the pandemic stuff, you need support, again, shoot me an email or text TAP, T-A-P, to 33777. It feels a little bit like an ad, but it's not even an ad. It's just an easy way for me to get you to where I need you to go. And you can pause, text TAP, T-A-P, to 33777. And if you're like, I don't have a business, or I know for sure that's not for me, um, I dare you to try breathwork. And the way that you can do that is to head to breathehealrepeat.com and pop your email in the box. Or text the word breathe, B-R-E-A-T-H-E, to 55444. And uh, I'll send that right along and, and we'll, we'll get to popping. So um, whether you want coaching or breathing, take action at this moment. Tap to 33777, breathe to 55444 in the U.S. Kablam! Okay. And then, ugh, may you remember... that you are not required to be on team sit down or team shut up, nor are you required to be on team Bible or team gun that all of them are with We outsiders can live outside of Bible gun, sit down, shut up. That's not exactly fantastic for anyone ever to take part in that particular part of culture. So let's go around it. May you find the courage, strength, audacity, and pleasure to celebrate any hate mail you receive. May you move through the world with less fear of having and using your voice starting right the fuck now. May you allow yourself to receive feedback without it meaning that you're a bad person. May you grow more and more and more resilient over time. And may that resiliency serve you, your soul, and all the other souls on this planet that we call home. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm just going to harass you with it. Tap to 33777. 
breathe to 55444. I am newly technological in this way and it's exciting. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and I will see you very, very soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.